Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 86 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and as always, I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan, how you doing? I'm good, yeah. Before this, we're kind of getting a late start um, compared to the usual. Um, I took my dog to a, um, like a, I'm trying not to give the actual name. It's like just a, a park. Yeah, a park, a national park. And, Yellowstone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're on top of the uh, caldera that's out there. Um, so yeah, we, we went on a run. Um, there was like three cars when I got there on the like very back trail that I went on kind of goes up against the river and like I go to the corner just to like start going into the woods right off the kind of parking lot and this big dog off leash just runs at me. Oh my gosh. And I was like, is that a fucking bear? It was a hundred and like 30 pound Alaskan Malamute. Jeez. Just comes back. Bear, like it's its paws were bigger than my hands. What does that even look like? An Alaskan Malamute? Yeah, it's like a husky if it was like a bear. Okay. So it just comes running up, and the owner's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and like I, Nala, I had never introduced her to a big dog, and this is like the biggest dog breed you can get. Yeah. I don't know if you have a picture up, but like I did. It's pretty huge. I yeah, do. it's massive. Um, it was like up to the dude's chest. Mm. Like this thing was tall. I think it's probably as tall as Lauren. Yeah. And, um, this, it's kind of what I see our canine being in dog form, but yeah, they played, everything was well, went on the path. I'm trying to get her used to like seeing runners and like people walking all the time Yeah, <clears throat> because she gets so excited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she played well she ended up rolling on her back i think she barked because she was excited one time and then we're like uh maybe we should like move on but yeah yeah it was a good time she seems to be doing well yeah acclimating well yeah it's it's exhausting having a dog it is it's a lot more work than you kind of think it's gonna be um and speaking of dogs being a lot of work, Scooby has been a little bit under the weather, which what's interesting about Scoob is that he never shows signs of discomfort or pain. Yeah. Like, he literally could have a slit in his belly and we'd have no idea unless there was blood everywhere, right? Yeah. And so we, about a month ago, he had kind of digest- digestion issues mm-hmm. and it got to the point where he was so backed up, like he couldn't even walk, right? And yeah. then we would go on walks and he would just literally lay on the sidewalk and not move. And we knew at that point something is wrong. We took him to the vet and she kind of smoothed his anal glands <laughs> yeah. and helped things get... Dude, yeah. every Saturday I'm just trying to smooth my anal glands. Right? I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Once you hit 25, it's just that age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so she kind of like loosened things up. He was able to go to the bathroom regularly again. So, flash forward a month and a couple days ago... When Lauren took her uh, scoop back to the vet, just as a checkup, because she said that like, hey, I might have to do this regularly just to make yeah. sure that things are good. And he had a temperature of 103, an ear infection, and was the start of being backed up again. So we've been kind of giving him this ointment in his ear to kind of help with the ear infection. The the fever, we don't really know what would cause that. Yeah. So he's just been kind of resting, I guess. It's the COVID. Probably, yeah. And then... 
uh, the anal gland stuff, you know, we, you can only treat that so much. Yeah, you can much. only rub it out so many times <laughs> before it gets backed up again. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Um, but yeah, other than that, Scoob's just the great old Scoob. Yeah. It, it still throws me off every time I see Scoob now that like, I used to think like, oh, he's gotten so big. And like, then I go and look at his jaw and it's like one third the side of Nala. And I'm just like, you're so tiny. <laughs> yeah. He really is a tiny little dude. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Got some updates for your computer there, buddy. I hate updates. Get those McAfee upgrades. I do need to add McAfee to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Kapersky. But uh, we have a fun episode today, Ryan. Yeah, we do. We need to talk about the Xbox Series X Games uh. Showcase. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll be doing that in We're gonna the... We're going to force out this episode. Jeez, not Xbox. Uh, no, I'm kidding. We Ryan and I are nothing but excited for that conference. It's going to be airing next Thursday, July 23rd, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you live across the pond, I didn't do my research for time zones. I'm sure you can look that up. Yeah, but, figure it uh, out yourself. We are going to be talking about that in the very tail end of the show. But before we do that, Ryan, we did want to spend some time talking about episode 100 yeah because we're getting kind of close to it actually we're on episode 86 now and so depending on how my twitch schedule might disrupt the podcast schedule we might potentially be going to an every other week um the exception being next week because we will need to talk about uh because the news will be fresh our thoughts about the xbox conference so next saturday okay but after that i think we might be switching to kind of a bi-monthly just because bi-weekly bi-weekly yeah We'll, we'll once a year we'll butt out of <laughs> yeah um but no i'll get into my twitch schedule here in a little bit i do want to talk about that but episode 100 ryan yes it's gonna be a huge thing we're super excited about it ryan and i kicked started this podcast two years and two months ago i think is where we're at right now yeah and we've had a lot of fun times i think ryan and i absolutely want to continue to record this podcast well past 100 but before we do that we want to, for episode 100, make it a party. So the plan is to go live on Twitch through my Ari Lewis 2011 Twitch channel so that we can have all of you fine people. We'll, we'll announce the date. We'll announce the time so that everyone knows when it's going to be so you can clear your calendars. It'll probably be kind of like a Saturday late afternoon or um, early afternoon, late morning. So probably like a 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time is when we'll go live. Okay. Um. But what we were thinking, you know, as you would expect with Twitch, we want to have a very interactive chat asking Ryan and I questions. We'll be kickstarting the show like we typically do, just talking about how we're doing and stuff like that. But beyond that, with it being a live episode, we want to take live questions if we can. So we want to get calls through Discord. Again, I have to figure out all the technology stuff behind the scenes before I... before we introduce that. Yeah, and luckily we have like 14 weeks, Mm -hmm. so... Hopefully we have it figured out by then. We'll see. We have plenty of time to make sure that it's it's all working uh, well. You know, uh, we can do plenty of testing, but we also want to bring some really fun things to the table. One of which is a Ryan and I were kind of talking about this before we went live, but we want to do an embarrassing thing and kind of like a sentimental, emotional thing for each of us. So Ryan, yeah. what are the two things you're thinking of for yourself? Um, you're thinking for me because one of them will probably get us kicked off of Twitch is my uh like diamond mew story that i wrote as a child yeah when i was creating a uh something to compete with pokemon um 
it didn't succeed. <laughs> Scholastic Pet, publishers yeah, did not Pet accept Mons this. is not a thing, oh. unfortunately. So um, that's why I'm doing a podcast and not a millionaire. Yep. But yeah, I was thinking of that, and then you brought up um, my my wedding speecher brother to the bride speech mm-hmm. um, that I said at your wedding. Yeah. So I have that footage. Obviously, I have that audio. And through the powers of OBS Streamlabs, I would like to put that video front and center for all of you to to watch during the stream. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. Ryan and I are going to have drinks in a hand, which is only going to fuel our tear ducts and make us relive that moment all over again. Yeah. It's a very uh, emotional speech. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's um, a good one. So I think that will be really interesting. And then on my side of things... I have 10 years of embarrassing footage on YouTube as it is, particularly those early years on YouTube. So I'll probably dip into that if I can't find like something else. Like my dad and I actually went out for a drink last night and grabbed some food. And he has obviously all of the the video that he took of us growing up opening Christmas gifts, particularly like the N64, yeah. my Game Boy Color when I was five, all of that footage from when we were growing up. And if we, by the time we record the podcast, can get that um, translated from tape to DVD and then I can somehow put it on my computer. I would love to have some of that footage. Otherwise, I will dip into my YouTube videos and find an embarrassing video of Rusty 10 years ago uh, to show. And then on the sentimental side of things, I don't really know yet. Okay. There's a lot from the the wedding video that Lauren and I have that I could potentially dip into because I had a number of like little semi-mini speeches or even my vows, but... I feel like that's almost just too personal, so I, I probably won't go that route. Yeah. Um, but again, we have plenty of time for me to think of something. Yeah, um, sounds good. And then beyond that, this is kind of what I've been most excited about and what Ryan and I have been kind of tossing around the idea for well over a month at this point is we are going to go back and listen to all 99 episodes leading up to episode 100. And we're going to find the funniest, craziest, cringiest moments of the Otaku Brothers two and a half year span by the time we record episode 100. And I'm going to edit it all together into one kind of continuous clip. I think it should be hilarious. Ryan and I were listening to some of the older clips um, before we went rec- uh, live today. And it was cringy as all hell. Yeah. Like going back, I mean, I've only done like six episodes so far, but... I, I totally forgot about the intermission that we had at the first... I think we did it for four or five episodes, and then we kind of were like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, we're, if we have to take a break, we'll just literally... I'll edit it in post. Yeah, and then we like didn't swear, um, so there's some cringy shit with that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of funny moments like... I'm, we had a pretty good start. Like Our first episode, our first couple episodes were pretty like cohesive i don't think the chemistry never like wasn't there yeah the chemistry was always it was there. just like it was hard to hear the chemistry because <laughs> yeah. of the audio the audio was so bad <laughs> and like it, it's i think it was episode five um that you got the that one that mic because it was yeah, two yeah. snowballs and then like we were i totally forgot we were sitting next to each other like in the squeaky tables at my old apartment sharing one mic yeah, yeah. with the like just sweating balls yeah because i couldn't figure out how to connect two usb microphones to my macbook Mac. yeah my macbook pro at the time um and it, obviously you have to use this proprietary usb 3 type connector to connect a usb microphone and it was just some ridiculous 
thing that you had to kind of figure out. Um, eventually, I did get around to, you know, figuring out how to plug two USB microphones in and, and capturing that audio. Uh, but there's just a whole bunch of stuff that I love to capture. I, I need a real Ryan back because we were thinking like, oh, 15 seconds per episode. And if we do the math, that's 25 minute audio clip. What I'm kind of thinking, and I haven't even presented this to Ryan, is splitting it into fours. So the first 25 episodes will have like maybe a a three minute clip, the, the second 25 episodes, another three minute clip, so on and so forth. And then I'm going to edit all those together, maybe play one or two of them during the live recording, but then I'll throw them all up on YouTube to my Ari Lewis 2011 channel so that people have an outlet to go back and look at those and, and, and listen to those. Okay. That's my thought. I'm trying to comprehend what you just said. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of ways we can do it and we're, we'll try to minimize the amount of like snipping you'll have to do yeah so because i have to think about how i'm going to transition all those clips if i have i literally have my voice saying episode 37 yeah and if you jam them all together it's going to be like this zero context into this into this and it's just like fuck fuck like, yeah it's hey, just, what's going on it's going to be an incoherent just nonsensical like a machine gun of things mess so yeah I, I need to figure out and spend some time you know what that's going to look like and how i'm going to edit it all together but i am really excited because i know and maybe I'll just take a second to kind of brag about our community for, you know, for just a moment before we get into the games we've been playing. But I think it's been incredibly special these past six months, you know, spe- you know, especially coinciding with the pandemic where, and I, ta- I, I put a note on the Discord last night saying it, I don't know if a whole lot of people saw it, but six months ago, I was begging and pleading for someone to post something on the Discord that wasn't me announcing a new episode was going live, right? Yeah. And now... I went to Martino. Fuck. I, I went to, you know the name of the place that we go to, whatever. I went to. <laughs> if you want to shoot Rusty. <laughs> find me at Martino's on Friday nights. But, yeah. so I went to there to grab a, a beer with my dad and some food. And, you know, I'm obviously, I want to be present with my dad having a conversation. Yeah. But I just saw our Discord just lighting up. And it was the coolest thing because, like, I didn't feel like I needed to facilitate a conversation. People yeah. were just having fun in there, talking about a whole assortment of other things. Cliff, uh, a newcomer to the Discord and friend of the show, he was, like, posting a whole bunch about, like, food uh, and pizza making and the pickups part of the Discord. And then he went into the general chat and apologized. And I'm like, don't apologize. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. Like, I don't care where you post pictures of pizza. The fact that you're posting pictures of pizza is freaking amazing, you know? So yeah. I just... I'm so thankful for the community that we had. Ryan and I always wanted to cultivate a community of people that just loved what we talk about here. Video games, TV, movies, whatever it ends up being, as long as that passion is still there and that people are just continuing to be kind and and respectful of each other, that's all we ever wanted with this podcast. Yeah, and it's also entertaining to see it's switching mediums now with like it seems like everyone in our discord starting a freaking twitch channel yeah <laughs> which is hilarious it was like i don't know maybe like the last three weeks everyone's like oh yeah i'm gonna become a twitch like master or whatever the term <laughs> yeah. is like i'm gonna become ninja and like it's entertaining for me it's just like oh what can i pop in and like i'm doing bullshit in the background yeah but like it's entertaining I'm like oh is anyone streaming that i could hop into yeah, no, it's, it's it's cool to see, and like everyone in the chats are like people from our Discord. Yeah, <laughs> it's like cool. Let's let's raid people. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome to see that kind of support with with um with each person streaming on Twitch, and even people that record pod podcasts. You know, it's it's neat to 
to just see that kind of support for each other. Yeah. And I think it's really special. So that's all we ever wanted. That's all we ever wanted. And so I just appreciate all of you that are listening to this podcast. And for everyone that's listening that is not in the Discord currently, please just, you know, hit that link in the show notes, create um, an account. It takes like three seconds and get in on the fun discussions. There's lots of great stuff going on and we'd love to have you in there. Yeah. But as we always do, as we transition here, Ryan, talking about the yeah, games. Yeah, you can contact us at whatever. Please let us know, Ryan. How, okay, so we don't Dude, have, I, we don't like have any emails this week, but how can the listeners write into the show? Preferably Discord because I know that thing exists. <laughs> I think did, you made a Twitter for us. Yeah. Right? What's that called? Uh, Otaku Brothers at Twitter.com. Close, yeah. Yeah, and then, dude, if I remember, because all I know is your, like, your company email, and then I know you have a Gmail for Ari Lewis. Yeah. That's it. Well, dude. hold on. You can do this. What's the Otaku? Ari Lewis 2011 at gmail.com. That, no, that's not what it is. But, like, what's our Otaku brother's Gmail? <laughs> dude, I don't know. Like, all I know is your personal shit. Like, I'm not going to, do you want your, like... Your address? Uh, I'm just I kidding. Can give it to, you can actually you. physically mail shit to here. I'm just giving you shit. Um, but yeah, if you do want to send us an email, we love when we get audio questions from our listeners. It always makes for an entertaining... Or even just written in emails. Yeah, I mean, audio questions, you know, are always make for an entertaining listen for us and certainly for the people on the other end of things. Send all of those to otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com or if you want Ryan and I to talk on a specific topic like we have in the past a couple episodes we talked about our college experience someone wrote in and just said hey we want to hear about what it was like when you guys were in college ryan and i fulfilled that request but if there's something else you want us to talk about otaku brothers podcast at gmail.com ryan what do we always say uh we're here for you we're here to serve that plus <laughs> anything that makes the show better oh yeah that, that too <laughs> the one the few the proud the marines <laughs> otaku brothers <laughs> Yeah, I was also like going back through like some of the episodes because I have like the first. I don't always read the titles, but like reading some of these titles, I was like, "What the fuck were you doing when you're like writing these?" Wait, which ones? Like all of them. Born to fat roll, there and back again. When Batman goes to Amish country, I'm just like, "What the hell were we talking about?" That like, well, I, I think I was like four through I don't know seven with the podcast. What I've always tried to do, just because like, um, I think it's important to. I'm going to kind of go on a, on a tangent here. I want to keep it kind of reel it back as quickly as possible. Like GameSpot. Recently, they've been super clickbaity with their, their article titles. One recently was like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has virtually no side quests. It's like, how does an Assassin's Creed game have no side we quests? Should, we should do a clickbaity shit. Well, that's my point. So like when you are in the entertain, entertainment content creating um, medium, yeah. you want to have something that's going to grab someone's attention. Like how many podcasts or... TV shows or you know whatever do you see? I, I guess it's just we. I mean, like so specify this to like YouTube channels and podcasts. Yeah. You see top ten games or worst games ever created. Like those very clickbaity titles and thumbnail pictures where it's just like, oh, there's another one of those. But then you see Batman goes to Amish country and you're like, what the literal fuck are they talking it's, about? Dude, I I don't remember us talking about Batman in Amish country. And I think that's why. I create some of those titles and I also use a lot of snippets of things that you've said, right? Like you have this like random string of like four to six words and I'm like, that's gold. And I put that as the title because it grabs people's attention. So for this one, we should do super clickbaity for like Xbox, like Microsoft cancels Xbox. You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, like, oh, I wonder. 
Yeah, click here to find out more. Yeah, it's like we have some insider in like Microsoft and like yeah. the dev team weren't working on anything. They're actually like a splinter cell team for Sony mm-hmm. and they just lit everything on fire. But yeah, so that's kind of what I was... That's our inside information, so take you Take it for what you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so getting back to the naming conventions of episode titles... Yeah, it's always I've always tried it to tried to make it a little bit random, except for like our end of the year episodes. So like every year we're gonna have a mer- a very merry Otaku Brothers Christmas special. Every year we're gonna have our top ten games of the year. I'm actually really excited to give you your Christmas present. Oh yeah, because I have to one up the Master Chief birthday. Oh well, yeah, you do. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm I'm excited for this one. All right, well that's something I had no idea what's going on, but I'm excited and anticipating that. Um, but every- you won't believe what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> click in like fuck like six months on our episode to see um, what happens next. But yeah, I mean, also we're gonna have the games uh, or our most anticipated games of the next year type of stuff. But um, yeah. beyond that, I try to keep it uh, kind of unique and original. So very nice. With all of that being Wait, said, hundredth episode. What what is fifteen weeks from now? Would that be that would be around Christmas time, right? Because 52 weeks in a year, if we do every other week, one, 30. Yeah, I don't want to do the math on... I mean, if there's four... It's like January if we do every other week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be it'll be around. I can always give you your Christmas present on our 100th episode. That'd be crazy to get that live reaction. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. Well... it'll be around the same time period. Or we can try to line it up so it is around the holidays. Sure. Cool. Because okay. I don't know if like if people have off, but it's kind of lining up. Mark your uh, calendars, set your alarms. Yeah. Christmas Day, fuck your families, <laughs> Otaku Brothers. That's right. Yeah. Um, what games have you been playing this week, man? I haven't really been playing much. Um, I started Hannibal on Netflix. One of my favorite Nintendo 64 games. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's um. It's basically like Silence of the Lambs. The Hannibal Lecter, um, but when he's younger and like a psychologist, and it's kind of like a solving serial killers with uh, Morpheus from the Matrix. Oh, nice, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, so he's in there as like the FBI agent, and like he recruits this like professor guy. I love that who's man. Like a psychopath. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Um, and then Hannibal Lecter's there as well, and yeah, I think it has three seasons now. But I started that. I I got one more shiny last night, so I'm at 25 left. Jeez, which you're is getting really close. Really close. Um, Can you imagine? Let's just say this too. We're just gonna throw everything on episode 100. Yeah, I mean, like need- I'm gonna give birth on episode 100. <laughs> it's gonna be a live water birth. <laughs> just me, just legs spread in a bathtub, like Witcher style. I wouldn't get banned from Fuck Twitch yeah. for that, man. Oh gosh, that's totally normal. Yeah, just or look- I could like whip out my arms and. I'm- we could get banned for ban like brandishing a weapon. Look at these guns. <laughs> for the number of times I've searched the tag "giving birth" on Twitch, <laughs> I know it's a hard thing to find. It's all usually coded. Yeah, um, but no, for episode 100, like let's just say I'm just spitballing here because I don't look at your Pokedex very often. You should. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> but if uh, you needed like a star, you was the last Pokemon you needed for your shinies, and like. On, like, live on episode 100, you were doing a bunch of shiny trading, and then eventually... Yeah, like, that's what the listeners would be like, oh, he's wonder trading for the last seven days straight. 
<laughs> like I'm just bloodshot eyes. My hair's like falling out. Like I'm yeah. on coke. <laughs> that will get us banned. People would show up for that, man. Oh, I'm sure. Like just slowly losing my mind on stream. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm done by then. Me too. Um, I think and all- I can prove that I'm not just like making up numbers each week and be like, these are actually shinies. But like, yeah. I have one more left in the first 150. Oh, yeah? A Which freaking one? freaking Kabuto. Like the little round shell guy. I've played Not Pokemon Kabutos. before. Yeah. So once I get him, he's like a green one. I need him. Uh, I've seen him before, but I've... Some people ask for like glitch stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to get like a Celebi level of one, yeah. it's not even possible. Yeah. Um, usually it's even event Pokemon. So like, yeah, I'm getting closer. 25 left. Um, played a bit of Dark Souls. Um, I, I think I was, during your stream, I got to the Nameless King again on just a, um, a throwaway character that I made to kind of practice stuff. Because if I were to ever stream anything, the first game I would probably do is Dark Souls 3. Oh, okay. So I made a speed run this week, and like my previous record was, I think, 6 hours and like 12, 11 minutes, mm-hmm. which, which is pretty quick. I think... Uh, time to beat is like 25 hours yeah so beating it in six was great and then i did a speed run speed run in quotations and i did like two hours and 15 or f- two and a half hours to get to the final boss oh wow okay which is really cool. i basically cut my time in half um but i made the second account to practice like the final boss which i haven't done that much and like the nameless king i want to have the ability to just like get close practice as fights and times and mm-hmm. stuff so I did that. Um, I don't think I really played anything else. Um, you just got Ghost, which came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. I tried to get Ghost. Yeah. Um, I went to two Walmarts, two GameStops, and a Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And everything was sold out, um, which sucks. And they're like, "Do you want?" I think there's only one copy in GameStop left, and you're going to have to drive like an hour. Not I was like, uh, uh, I mean, fuck, I'll, I'll get it next week. And then you started, you bought the digital because I really want the case. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, I like having, even if it's more just an artificial feeling, just, I like having the ability to pull out the case, see the cover art and be like, oh yeah, I like this game. Dude, you're talking to like a ridiculous video game collector over here. I, yeah. I hear it. I feel you. So, um, I, I'll probably give in against my better judgment by the digital after this yeah i um so for me it's it is one of those things where um i'm gonna turn up your your gain a little bit here um yeah i I was i was thinking about waiting on getting ghosts for a couple of weeks because um my streaming stuff Mm -hmm. so about a week and a half ago i finally went live for the first time playing ukulele on ps4 one of my favorite 3d platformers certainly this generation and i found out that uh playing video games and paying attention to a chat and interacting with that chat is challenging yeah so i basically spent like the first hour of my stream just running around in circles trying to keep up with the people that were talking yeah um but it was really, really fun. I had a great time. I'm really glad that people showed up and just supported me, you know, because it is your first Twitch stream is overwhelming. You know, it's it's anxiety provoking just because like, one, I was worried sick that my internet speed was going to crap out, the quality was going to be crap, and it 
kind of was, was for the most part, you know, uh, because our internet speed was kind of awful. Um, so following my first stream, I got increased internet speeds. I got an ethernet cable and I got an Elgato HD 60 S capture card. So, (laughs) and the reason for that is one that will allow me to play retro games so I can pull out my PS2 and 64, the Nintendo Wii, the GameCube, things like that. Uh, but also it alleviates the stress of trying to get the PS4 remote play feature to work on the mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. Uh, for whatever reason in OBS Streamlabs, whenever I tried to connect through the PS4 remote play, it wasn't uh, it wasn't detecting that it was actually a thing. So literally like 15 minutes before I went live, I had to reboot my PS4, reboot my PC, reconnect everything, and was successful in going live, but it was a nightmare trying to actually get it to work. So the Elgato kind of just eliminates all of that troubleshooting. Okay. And I went live for the first time Thursday playing this game called Erica using the Elgato with the increased internet speeds. And that was more a learning lesson of the audio stuff. Yeah. Because now I'm balancing the audio through Streamlabs and the Elgato capture card um, game capture application on my computer. Um, and what I kind of screwed up and learned is that I had the Blue Yeti volume turned all the way up. So my headphones sounded great. I could hear the game. I could hear myself talking. Everything was working as it was intended to be. Yeah. But the people on the other end, like yourself, that were listening, it was super low. So I know you had like your TV volume jacked all the way up, your computer volume jacked all the way up. So what I need to do is just turn down my Yeti and then turn up the... Uh, microphone levels and game le- uh, volume levels equally. Yeah, because I'd much rather like watching because I had my computer at a hundred percent, like your Twitch at a hundred percent, and then when I switched it over to my TV, it was at like seventy. Yeah, and usually it's twenty. Like, even if you turn up the max on those two, uh, that software, mm-hmm. and then I can turn my thing down to fifty percent, and allows me to scroll a little bit more. But you you got rid of any of the like um, glitchiness yeah the glitchiness and then the lag or like um me reliving whatever you said twice yeah like everything was smooth audio and vid- video wise it was just the sound yeah which i'm really happy getting about closer yeah because i mean it, it is just a learning process when you're streaming on twitch and i feel like i'm in a really good place now i also yesterday ordered a um i'm not going to give the specifications but it's it's just a, a better webcam so mm. i should have increased or better um video output from myself and hopefully that'll also help with the lighting because i noticed when i was playing erica it was kind of dark um so i need to probably hopefully that'll the the webcam itself will help i can increase the brightness and then just have more more lamps around me because again i have kind of a jank setup until lauren and i have a house yeah i'm gonna be playing games on my couch or get a gaming chair and pull it into the middle of the family room now we can see you in 4k exactly um but yeah so i guess just getting back to the games i've been playing recently um erica was one of them and it was something that came out last year i remember pete door streaming it as soon as it went live on the psn store because it was showcased as part of like a playstation state of play or something like that and what it is for those that maybe didn't catch my stream is a full motion video interactive thriller game so it's kind of not a horror game necessarily but just a thriller kind of an intense game and there's actually real people acting out these scenes And in key pivotal points in the story, you have to make decisions 
using either your phone's touchscreen to kind of like flick things or, you know, move items around or make it, yeah. you know, a decision based on... You're cleaning off some plate to read some stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, or you use the the PlayStation 4's little dual sensory thing in the center of the controller, which I use just because like I couldn't connect my PS4 through my phone or whatever, like, you know... Um, it was an interesting game. I'd certainly, for anyone that is a PlayStation um, Plus subscriber, add it to your library because right now it's free through PlayStation Plus. It's worth playing. I literally finished the game in like two hours and 15 minutes, so it's relatively yeah, it quick. quick. Uh, multiple endings, so if you really are kind of a th- conspiracy theorist when you play games and you're always thinking about the different angles and the symbolism in games, there's tons of that there. Yeah. Um, Blink's girlfriend apparently is really into that type of stuff, so she... Like went off the deep end and was like researching like the symbolism of all these different decisions that you could have made but didn't make. And then if you made this decision at one point in the game, it would have long lasting downstream effects later in the game. Like she was just went crazy Yikes. researching all this stuff. Um, but it got it's a choose your own adventure essentially. It is. It's yeah. kind of like those old R.L. Stein Goosebumps books where it's like turn to page sixty seven to see what happens or go around the corner and see what that happens. You know, we'll see what happens if you do that. Um, so it's really interesting in that respect. And if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, like why wouldn't you download it, right? Yeah, I um I had Lauren moderate for like a 20 minute period towards the end because I, I had to run to the store to get some like watermelon or something, and I come back and it's like the final area, <laughs> and I was like, like spoilers, I guess, but you like you shanked a guy and then turned into a butterfly, and I was like, what the fuck did I miss? Like there should like I missed key context. And I'm pretty sure, like, you held up some, like, butterfly mask to your face and then, like, ascended with your mom. And I was just like, oh. I, I shouldn't have missed those 20 minutes. It really was, like, reminded me. insane. It really reminded me of Hereditary, where by the end of it, it's just like, what the heck did I just watch? Yeah, your mom cuts off her neck and then you go into a treehouse and there's a bunch of naked old people and you turn into a god. Yeah, it's just like, it's <laughs> basically like, the end of Erica. Yeah. It's like, all right, <laughs> Except cool. you're in a courtyard and there's a bunch of furries, you know, worshipping you. Yeah, it was, yeah, the fox and then like, what did the fox say? And then like, yikes. It, it was a weird one to watch for sure. Uh, I think God of War... It, it, if anything, will bring you back to Earth Yeah, <laughs> in so, reality. So going forward, my plan, because I, I did want to commit to um, a Twitch streaming schedule just so I'm consistent with things. And, um, you know, if people miss one stream, it's like, when's Rusty going live? So what my plan is tentatively, obviously life is going to get in the way. Inevitably, I'm going to have to work late at night uh, with for my real life job. So um, I might not be able to commit to this all the time. But I'm going to try and stream Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. And then Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. Um, Sunday is very dependent on the NFL. (laughs) If we do have an NFL season, I'm going to probably front end that or front load that and try and stream like between like, I don't know, 9 a.m. and 12 or something like that. Just so that I can see the afternoon football games if we have an NFL season. But this upcoming week, I'm going to start playing God of War 4 on PS4. Oh, yeah. I'm going to play that Sundays and Thursdays because I have not played God of War 4 yet, and I'm super excited to play it. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to play Donkey Kong Country, the first game, because it was recently added to the Switch online service Very nice for the Super Nintendo. So I've only played a bit of that. I'll probably talk more about my personal experiences playing it when I go live on Twitch, but I think... Um, 
Donkey Kong Country may take like two or three sessions, depending on how long I play each time um, or how precise I am with my platforming skills. And then I always want to have, while I'm playing something like God of War, a more chill game in the middle of the week. So Donkey Kong Country being the first example, and then after that, you know, maybe something on PS1 or N64. But I'm really excited about it, you know. Um, like we were talking about earlier, I'm always trying to get better, but I think it's just been really fun to have you support me, Lauren support me in that endeavor, and then certainly everyone in the Discord and that's listening to this podcast has been really great in supporting me as well. Yeah, it was cool to see Deanna hop in, too. I didn't expect whatever. A whole like, lot of chaos. Yeah, I was like, she's like, oh, it's Deanna. I was like, oh, shit. I figured she watches Twitch, but like, yeah. it was weird to see. Yeah, no, so it's been really fun. Um, so I, again, I just want to continue to thank everyone that's listening to this podcast. If you've t- if you've popped into the Twitch, thank you. I really appreciate it. If you haven't uh, popped in yet, we'd love to have you over there. It's just the same as my Twitter handle, Ari Lewis 2011 It's really good times. We'll be playing God of War tomorrow if you're listening to this episode today. Um, but beyond that, Ryan, as you kind of quickly hinted at, I did end up downloading Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, similar to you, I went to Best Buy to try and order an, uh, a better webcam, and of course they were out of those, and they were out of Ghost of Tsushima. They were out of so much Everything. PS4 stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I get it, we're still kind of on quarantine, but like, it was like ravaged. Yeah. So. It, it almost looks like it had been, um. Like mob, like yeah. people came in, just started taking stuff. Like even Walmart, the reason I couldn't get the Walmart near us was like, there was a sign on the thing like we're not updating games or like no games today or something like that. I was like on the glass. The did it say the good games weren't available or something? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And it too. was only on, it was only PS4. The like Xbox and the Switch and everything down the row didn't have those signs. It was just, hey, sucks for PS4 people. Maybe that's why we should get Xboxes. <laughs> Probably because <laughs> Walmart doesn't fuck us over. Yeah, but yeah. And you just started playing this morning. Yeah, so I got um I played the first opening scene. So if you've watched the trailers, you probably saw a snippet of it. I won't go into spoiler territories just because I know people probably want to go into this game fresh. Uh, what I will say is that if you've watched any of the trailers, you know exactly what you're getting into. Graphically, it's stunning. The environmental detail is just as good. In some cases, I would say even better than The Last of Us Part Two. The trees, the leaves, the wind, everything is just next level. I mean, it it feels like I'm playing a next generation video game. The controls, the samurai, the sword, the fighting, all of that just feels so tight and smooth. Um, It really is the Sekiro game that I wanted to play but wasn't Sekiro, even though they still have a parry mechanic in this game. And I've only scratched the surface of the the nuance or complexity of the fighting style because I know there's varying stances similar to like the Neo games. Yeah. Um, I haven't even gotten into that because I'm literally within the first hour so I'm almost still kind of in tutorial like yeah, stage. I mean, you're, it's a beautiful game from what we were seeing when I came over here and you haven't even gotten to like the open like giant forests of yellow trees and like lilies and punching my mic. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what you think, and I'll probably get that today as well. Yeah, you know, you should. I think it'd be fun to kind of just be texting back and forth about progress in certain areas and things like that. Um, but, yeah, that's really all I have to, to say about it. What's also interesting in the beginning of the game is you can kind of configure the gameplay settings to your liking. So, for me, I thought it was only fitting to play, um, what is it, Samurai film or something like or samurai cinema i think is the gameplay setting i have so all the voice acting is in japanese and it has english subtitles because it would just feel for me personally so awkward to have a hello guys yeah like Like, a like a southern how y'all doing like an english voice actor (laughs) playing as this samurai so 
I figured the Japanese voice acting was definitely the way to go. I think after I played the game all the way through the first time, I'd like to go back and play it on almost the film noir setting. It's like the the 1940s and and 50s, like Seven Samurai, one of the most popular uh, samurai films ever to exist. I haven't have yet to watch it. Um, Playing the game like almost with that type of aesthetic would just be really interesting, I feel like. Yeah, and I think they're saying from like the non-spoiler reviews, it's like 35 hours to complete most of the side quest, if not all, and the, the main story. Which is but perfect for me. With there's so many collectibles, you can do 60 plus hours. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of what I was looking for. I'm excited. Can you screw these things a little bit tighter? I think your mic is a little loose. Well, it's probably because I punched it. Loosey-goosey over yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I'll have, I'll have more Ghosts of Tsushima impressions probably next week. All right. Sounds good. But Ryan, before we get into the Xbox One X Games showcase that's going live next week, I do want to talk about one quick news article that kind of feeds into that. Um, I know you and I had talked about getting an Xbox One X in previous episodes just because there's obviously a significant library of games we want to play there. We want the backwards compatibility to have 360 and original Xbox games. Well, if we want an Xbox One X, we're going to have to work our magic and be quick about it because The Verge reports that Microsoft discontinues Xbox One X and Xbox One S Digital Edition ahead of Xbox One Series X launch, but they're continuing to manufacture the Xbox One S. <laughs> Dude, you know what would make that easier and might be a smart choice if you have, like, I don't know, Xbox One, Xbox Two, Xbox Three, <laughs> Xbox Four. And, like, an Xbox Four Pro. Yeah. Because then you know it's the better model. Like- yeah, or like, iPhone One, Two, Three, like, S, like, 11S. Still doesn't make sense. Was it, slim, maybe? I just, it, it's baffling to me that there's that many versions of the Xbox. I had no idea. Yeah, like Xbox One, Razer, Xbox One, Razer Scooter, <laughs> like, Xbox, Xbox One, One Beyblade Edition. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Like, what am I actually getting? Yeah. We discontinued all of them, but if you summon Blue Eyes White Dragon, yeah uh, hopefully we get an xbox and we can figure out what the hell's going on yeah i and i don't know one how that's gonna inflate the price of the xbox one x because now it's becoming a rare item right is it though (laughs) (laughs) is it is there a surge in demand (laughs) i don't know you know it's tough to say but i mean certainly with the pandemic they've really halted manufacturing of a lot of consoles not just the switch um like every time i go to really any retail outlet walmart best buy gamestop i haven't got yeah. a gamestop in a while um but i rarely see any consoles uh i'm just hoping that i can if i can get an xbox one x in the next few months for 300 that's what i'm shooting for and what i'm aiming for yeah i don't know i still think it's a very elastic good it's not inelastic so it's been a while since i've been in my microeconomics class <laughs> okay right? so i, I was like what the fuck that is word he blanking means. right now <laughs> Um, um yeah i i don't see people rushing be like dude we need to just get these xbox ones or else we can't survive this pandemic like it's basically toilet paper <laughs> probably to some people they're shitting on it as well like uh, we will yeah no on microsoft <laughs> no um yeah so an interesting news article for sure um i don't know how the xbox one differentiates itself from the one x 
uh, what features or capabilities or power it has or doesn't have in comparison. But it does sound like, from what I've read uh, in the little research that I've done, that the One X is kind of the the powerhouse console yeah. from that line of Xbox One. So that's what I'm hoping to get. Remains to be seen. But um, And also an interesting thing of note is that this is all tying into the discussion that we're going to have here about the Xbox Game Showcase, is that Xbox boss, Phil Spencer, confirms first-party exclusives will be cross-gen for the next couple years. Um, so maybe I'm misinterpreting this. This may not have been the article I was thinking about. Um, first-party exclusives will be cross-gen for... Oh, cross-generation. So yeah, that, that is what I'm, exactly what I'm thinking of. Um, is that everything is going to play on the Xbox One for at least the foreseeable future, two to three years. Nothing so maybe in, there will be a demand for nothing Xbox is gonna, Ones. Yeah, I mean, nothing's going to be exclusive to the Series X. It's just going to be, it's going to run faster. It's going to look better. Um, we've talked about this umpteen times. I don't want to continue to beat a dead horse in terms of it's not incentivize, incentivizing us to go next generation. I think it's just a really interesting um, operating model business decision yeah you know um but see i'm I'm leading more towards the all or nothing approach of sony it i mean it's it's similar to like i guess nintendo had backwards with like the wii u and switch stuff but like sony's like you buy our thing or you buy ps5 and you get ps5 shit like level quality opposed to like you buy series x and you get an up version of Xbox One. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can't really complain because... I mean, you get the new cool titles. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I'm going to get an Xbox One X. Um, it looks like th- Nolan just went live. Oh, nice. We can... I'll, I'll tune in after, after we wrap recording. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm almost like be- beating the system a little bit or cheating the system because I'm yeah. going to get an Xbox One X what, six, seven years after the Xbox One originally released, and I'm going to have access to all generations of Xbox, which is actually a tremendous feat for them. Yeah. Um, and I applaud them for, for doing that. I guess it's just kind of like, what would you rather have? Generations of games, as Mark Cerny kind of touts, is like we believe PlayStation as being generational leaps from one console to the next, uh, where Xbox has kind of always prided themselves on the backwards compatibility feature and being able to experience their, all of their games in kind of one singular system. Yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm curious how close they'll be, because Sony doubled the Microsoft sales, like console wise, this generation. I think like tripled. What was it like a hundred plus million like or PS4s and like close to fifty? Okay, something like that then. Yeah. Yeah, and then like the Switch was like forty mm-hmm. after like a year. Last time I checked, I, I'm curious if it'll be close and if like how different this business plan is to the last generation. Yeah. Well, I think what's going to be particularly interesting is with Microsoft continuing to buy up all of these third party developers if then they're going to make sure that those third-party games are exclusive to Xbox consoles. So, like, there's rumors going around, this may have actually already happened, of them buying Warner Brothers. Yeah. The gaming developer, not the, the company themselves. They would, all Warner Brothers properties, like Harry Potter, would be, and the Batman games, would be exclusive to Xbox, which I think would be an incredible feat, because then it's kind of like the Batman to PlayStation Spider-Man. 
which yeah, that I would think be is, a good answer. Yeah, hundred percent. Which I think that'd be huge for them. Um, I just hope because I don't feel personally, and this is catering to Rusty's needs, they've taken advantage of the third parties that they've purchased over the years. Rare being the biggest example for me. Yeah. Um, which which really plays into how they can kind of almost redeem themselves in my eyes, this next generation, with the Xbox Series X first party games showcase happening next Thursday. So are you this is before we transition into like the, the three games we're excited we expect to see. Um, what what are your thoughts on exclusivity? I mean, I think it's been around for pretty much as long as video games have been around. You know, dating back to Nintendo Genesis, the yeah. battle between those two consoles. Um, so I I think it's I think it's important to a certain degree because. If everything was cross-generation on all platforms, then I, I guess, why should I buy your shiny object versus your shiny object, right? There's a reason why I'm a PlayStation player versus an Xbox player or a Nintendo player versus a Genesis player. Yeah, and then it gets down to just like, technology and the other aspects, which is, I guess, how why Xbox failed this generation because they're trying to be like everything, right? The Xbox yeah. One. They're trying to cater to all parties and, and like have a broad... yeah. Yeah, I'm not really 100% sure how I feel about it. Like, I was looking back on, like, old YouTube. I was just thinking back on old YouTube this week. Like, originally, you just had a video, no ads. And then we, they kind of eased us into one ad at the beginning of the episode, which was a huge transition. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, 15 seconds, and you could skip it. Now, every ad at the beginning has two ads, and you could also have multiple ads throughout the video. Which can be really frustrating, especially like... If you're listening to like the news or like an intense topic, then it's like, get Clash of Clans, cash, now! And then it's like, today in Austria, there was a mass murder. And it's like, what? What? Stop using Wikibytes! <laughs> like that guy that is like screams at my face every time I watch yeah. a video. Look at this browser extension. You can save tons of money. It's like, dude... Listen, Otaku Brothers is eventually going to cave and start advertising honey and all kinds of other random Yeah, it's like, mail and do you want the lawnmower? <laughs> do you shave your balls? <laughs> like that one I've seen like a million times. And it's always like this girl who has cleavage and you're like, why are you selling ball shavers? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, have you seen that one? Yeah. And then there's like one is like Sasquatch soap. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like do you, are you mommy's little man? Fuck you, man. Just let me go back to my depressing news that I'm trying to watch. Did it, Yeah, like, one of the news things I was watching this week was, this is not like, re I say real news, like, lightly, but it's like, it's still gaming news. Okay. Apparently, there was just, like, this sexual scandal in, like, the Smash community over the last two weeks that broke. Oh, really? Where, like, some of the main players from, like, the um, last, like, Brawl and uh, Smash 4 were, like harassing people and being pedophiles and like against other people and i'm like what like i stopped looking at game news for like two weeks and like shit erupts like my favorite youtuber now no longer makes content and like i always watched his 10 o'clock um like video that he put out on smash so this guy that you used to watch is like a ped pedophile well, he he sent like i don't know dick pics or whatever like to a minor apparently jeez and like 
so it's zero is one the guy I used to follow or I still follow like his videos are good but he was like the number one person in the world for like 53 consecutive tournaments or something like that in which melee is like, yeah in smash four oh, okay so he's like guinness book of world records wow and like he was one of the people on the list and like i don't know crazy shit and i'm like and then you got like the lawnmower as your commercials on these videos or like soap so i i have to know how are we tying this back to exclusivities in games uh, i'm getting there <laughs> okay. uh, let me try to well like i i think it's the reason I got off on this tangent was YouTube easing us into these more commercials in their videos. And it's like you're boiling a toad to get frog let or fr- <laughs> boiling a toad to get a frog. Boil- <laughs> boiling frog. <It's> magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cadaver. Um So you're boiling like a frog slowly, turn up the temperature, and then you ease it into death. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with like those uh, like commercials and like the amount of exclusivity, because I, I don't remember too much exclusivity on like the original Xbox, or like the original. I, it might be because I was younger, like the original PS3. There was a ton of exclusivity on the original Xbox. Was there? Oh yeah, we'll get into that type of stuff. But I don't know. I I think it. Hmm. I, I'm not a fan. Okay, well, that's fair. Especially Everyone's- like Epic Games, like random releases of borderlands 3 like holding it from steam and like that kind of stuff i mean i think it'll pretty much you fortnite always exist to a certain extent just because that's just how video games go um but why don't we get into the xbox one x series x game real us back in please (laughs) yeah um so i figured i'll kind of talk about some of the things that we expect to see ryan and i have kind of a realistic three predictions um, maybe we'll do that first because I don't want to rain on Ryan's parade and steal his thunder if, if part of the things we expect to see overlap with his realistic three. But then we also kind of have a pipe dream three. So three things that we would just lose our minds if if they were revealed next week on Thursday during the showcase. And then I think we kind of cap the discussion with what happens next, right? What is Sony's response to this conference? Because to this point, it's kind of just been this chess, chess game where... Xbox had their indie developers back in May or whenever it was kind of have their first little mini conference. And then Sony came out guns blazing with their conference, revealed the system. Everyone's losing their minds. So then what's Xbox's response to that? We'll get that on Thursday. And then kind of just as we get to these next generation consoles, I assume they'll release this fall, the holiday um, season. What is Sony going to do before that? Right. So we'll get to all of that. Um, but the first thing we have to talk about um, is the realistic three, Ryan. So, what's kind of like your first thing that we we kind of expect is going to be announced on Thursday? Um, I think the first and most obvious one is Halo Infinite. Yeah. Um, just looking at Halo Infinite, I think they're taking the Sony or the uh, Microsoft route of like weird naming conventions because isn't this Halo Six? Yeah, it is. So. Uh, that's almost breaking. <laughs> yeah, I, it's. I, we're gonna have to see gameplay, and I, I kind of expect like ten minutes of solid gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's like spread over story and like kind of explaining the story and a portion of a mission, I think they're gonna probably also show multiplayer mm-hmm. maps and kind of what they're doing, which generation they're kind of 
basing those interactions off of, mm-hmm. whether it's like um, Reach or Halo 3, what does the new combat kind of feel like? Um, and I saw a mention of Warzone, which is like their answer to like the Battle Royale scene. The Modern Warfare stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I They're obviously going to show gameplay of that, though. Yeah. And um, this isn't even part of my realistic three. This is part of the things we expect to see. Um, it's kind of like the appetizer to the realistic three. Um, I agree. Obviously, Halo is going to be... I don't even want to say the forts or not the forts. I don't even want to say it's the horizon. Um, subtitle, please. What? What? Rise the West or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, or Journey to the West or fuck, fucking is, go into the West. <laughs> I don't. Oregon wanna, Trail. Yeah. I don't. Horizons. Wanna, I don't want to say that you know Halo is going to be what Horizon was to that Sony conference, but it is just kind of like. For me personally, like I can't wait to see more Halo. I'm super excited about it, and this just plays into my like greediness. Is like that can't be the biggest thing. Like they cap off the show. It's like I know everyone is just itching in their seats, freaking out what we're gonna show to cap the show. Obviously, and you know, and they're just gonna see like, and now our final reveal, Halo Infinite, and it's like. 10 minutes of gameplay or some ridiculous, awesome cinematic trailer to cap the show. Yeah. Like, I feel like they need to open with Halo. I think so, too. Um, it, it'll blow the GTA 5, like, up res for next gen for out the of the water. Thing, yeah. um, I think that would be a solid start. Um, yeah, we, I mean, for the Sony conference, we didn't expect Horizon. Mm-hmm. We wanted it, um, but to have... At least a cinematic trailer. West. Yeah. You got there eventually. Yeah. Um, I still like Horizon Oregon Trail, where everyone gets dysentery and dies. Um, and then you can go hunt. I miss freaking Oregon Trail. Back on track, Ryan. So, yeah, Halo Infinite. I. It's not like... We know it's... We know it's coming. <laughs> Ryan just died. Uh, so, it's a solo man podcast. That would now. hurt. So... Yeah, it, we know it's coming to the point that it's not like a mic drop moment. I mean, even Miles Morales was a f- freaking amazing start. Yeah. I think that was right after GTA was Miles Morales. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, they could show some shitty game and then do Halo Infinite if they feel like mirroring Sony. But, I mean, we'll, we'll get into what we think would be some mic drop end stuff. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate end to that conference was their entire... Um, console reveal exactly yeah so i i don't obviously halo is not big enough for a console reveal yeah i mean xbox has already played that card we already know what the series x looks like um the next thing would be the project law card if that is the discless system i don't think that's a mic drop moment i think that's more of like an intermission transition into more games yeah and Um, not to to jump ahead but like i think they're probably going to end with here's the price to our system here's the launch date yep I think that's the fair. I, I think that's the only thing that you can do to at least counter the console reveal on Sony's. And they'll have to have another game that's a mic drop. Or even if they do two mic drops in a row. Yeah. I mean, if you think of like this similar to like fireworks, you like ease them out and then you just finale it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Halo is kind of the obvious. Yeah, choice. no, I think so. Um, so, my realistic three. 
my first one actually plays into what you just talked about. So I think they will probably cap the the conference by saying that the console is going to launch on November 13th at four ninety nine ninety nine US dollars. So it's going to be $500. And I think what they have to do to have a fighting chance of like upstaging Sony is launch before Sony. Because like yeah. COVID's probably pushing back what was probably a September launch window to like October, November. Probably yeah. October. Yeah. Um, November's late, especially if you're trying to ship or like prepare for Christmas mm-hmm. or like the holiday season. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to have to do a, a launch date. Yeah. And I'll get into my what happens next and Sony's response to at the tail end of what I think they're their price is going to be, but we'll get there. We won't jump ahead. Do you think yet. Halo Infinite is going to be a launch? Absolutely. I, I, think it's, I think they have to. It has to launch with that console. Yeah. If it doesn't, that's literally the biggest mistake of that, yeah, of that, that system. So like, I mean, if they say like February or March of 2021, like, what are you doing? I think doing? they've said holiday, but one, I think, yeah. They said I, holiday I, 2020 uh, when the game was originally, I think, shown when they showed the extended gameplay, but you cannot launch your next Xbox console without that Halo Infinite game. It would be cool if alongside just like, oh, hey, yeah, hey, this Series X is coming. But like during the Halo section, you know how like this generation we have like the God of War PS4, like mm-hmm. with that art on it, show a Halo Infinite Series X. That'd be amazing. That would be awesome. Modeled after like It's Master like, Chief's hey, armor. we're starting with just the base models but here's our customization. And they got like so much surface area to do art on. Oh yeah. Because it looks like a fridge. You got four sides of like, I mean, rectangle. It's basically just a canvas for That's you to prime real estate, on. man. Prime real estate. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Me too. That would be a good change to what we currently expect for Halo. Yeah, I agree. Okay. What's your realistic two, Ryan? Um, I'm thinking gameplay of Hellblade 2. Okay. On Unreal Engine 5. Um, the game looks insane, and uh, I don't know if I'd... Because you played the first one. I never a finished. portion of it. Yeah, I played like the first two hours. Um, and last, I think the first Xbox conference, they showed that like chanting sequence, and there was fire and masks and craziness. And like that girl like staring at you, and her mouth was all like, Hoorahasa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, so I th- I think there's going to be some gameplay, and like maybe go over like what we've changed and what we've improved, and some more just chanting, guttural like blasts of noise. Like, oh, right. <laughs> I hope so. I uh, that was another one of my things we expect to see because um, I guess I should have just had things we expect to see as part of my realistic things because my next two realistic three are not super interesting i would say or you know i don't know very interesting um <laughs> so sorry that was such a dick thing to say super interesting what's no, wrong with that there. anyways um yeah hellblade 2 sinua saga i think is inevitable we're gonna see more of that i can't wait because um even though i haven't finished the first game i loved everything about what i played especially kind of the arena like combat style where it's in this third person almost you're it reminded me almost of Sekiro in the sense that you really have to focus on your parries and counters and mm-hmm. things like that. So if the gameplay is more like that um, and just kind of expanded upon, like I don't know. When I was playing it, it was relatively linear, the first game. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see if the second game will be more of a 
semi-open world. I can't remember if I ever watched you. I I don't think you did. I vaguely remember like some. It, there was a lot of mist, and there was like pillars and stuff. Yeah, it was very. The open forest-like areas were kind of puzzle-heavy, okay. if you will, and that kind of led you into those little arenas where you would kind of fight these demon-type things. Okay. And that's when you would have these weird conversations almost with yourself that were really depressing. It's it's a really interesting game dynamic and certainly one you have to play with headphones. And I hope, yeah. I hope they base the second game around that as well where... Um, the audio stuff is the prime focus for the game's development. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, I'm sure they will. That one is also not another like mic drop. Like if they were to be like, oh, here's gameplay for Hellblade well, 2. Because it's something we know already, yeah. right? And Blink, I, I keep going back to what he was saying in the Discord um, when we were kind of beginning to talk about it there, was we want to be surprised. Yeah. And ultimately, that's all I want from this conference. I just want to be surprised. I don't need 26 games like Sony showed. I just want to be surprised. Yeah, That's my biggest thing going into this. I want to be surprised in the best of ways. So what's a realistic number that you would feel like, not that it was worth your time, but it was at least meaty enough to rival like Sony's? I don't is, even is ten good. I don't even think it. The quantity matters. It's it's just the quality of the games. Like okay. if you're just gonna spend time on NBA 2K and you're gonna drop a new Call of Duty announcement and you're gonna talk about Madden and FIFA and NHL and just and Valhalla in sports game and you know Assassin's Creed things like that. That's a waste of my time. Yeah, I mean, like I'm trying to think of the Sony one. I mean, there was a game about being a cat. The only re- weird one that didn't seem to like. The only letdown on that one was like the furries are us at high school. It was a very indie centric. Yeah, game that but just, like besides that, like all the other indie ones were really good. Which that just wasn't up our alley. It's not catering to our interests. I'm yeah. sure someone out there was like, "Wow, that looks fascinating. I'm really interested in seeing more about that." Yeah, I have a bad history with furries. You so. do, and you wrote a story about them, but we're not going to get into that right now. Yeah, that's one of the stories we're thinking of reading, like the episode, just purely on the podcast because Rusty was thinking we'd get kicked off. I might get Twitch. banned on Twitch for reading that story yeah so we're starting a twitch account and then <laughs> like yeah 10 um, weeks in yeah so you had that on your list as well hellblade yeah yeah that was one of the things that wasn't my realistic predictions it was just things we expect to see um my second realistic one is actually probably dipping into more of a pipe dream so we kind of expect with sony consoles launching a gran turismo game um, it's just yeah. it's just kind of like the racing game that really showcases the power of the console the, the new graphics engines of the new console, what it's capable of. And kind of a counter to that for were, for what launched with the 360 was a game called Amped 3. It was a snowboarding game that really kind of embodied what we loved about the EA Sports big titles, particularly SSX Tricky and SSX yeah. 3. I would love to see a revival of that series and just call it Amped. Like, you don't have to call it Amped 4. Um and with, I, I, look, I was looking into this last night. Access Software was the company that developed it. They went to bunk in 2006. They also made like Top Spin 1 and 2, which were also uh, exclusive to Xbox consoles. I would just love to see a resurgence. And it doesn't even have to be amped. Just those party-like sports titles, like the yeah. NBA streets, the NFL streets, the ones that are just kind of arcadey. I would love this next generation. It doesn't have to be Xbox or PlayStation specific. It could be cross-generation or it could be exclusive on a particular console. 
but I want to see a revival of arcade sports games. And I think Amped would be a perfect launch title to kind of just have that, hey, obviously I'm picking up Halo, but I'm also going to, if I have to pick up a second game, picked up some, pick up something like Amped. Yeah, so I know EA kind of has a monopoly on all sports games because they've kind of run everyone out of the, the lot. Who did SX, SFX Tricky? SSX Tricky. Um, it was EA Sports Big. Oh, was it? Yeah, so that was kind of their... Um, Second studio for EA. Exactly. And I don't even know... I haven't even read into this. I don't know what happened to EA Sports Big. Obviously, we haven't had any titles in that product line in many years. The last one I really remember was... They had FIFA Street 3, and then I think on the PS3 and Xbox 360, they literally just came out with like FIFA Street. And I don't even know if it was under the EA Sports Big moniker. I think it could have been something completely different. Yeah. No, I would... I love those genres. I remember watching that snowboarder game... Um, I don't know if that would be a pipe dream, but I mean, EA would still be making money and yeah. that's what people want. Yeah. And that's definitely what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would love that. Just something along those lines where it's just kind of like, it's just an ideal launch game. You I know, if get you have that over freaking halo. Yeah. I mean, if you have 12 to 15 launch games, like you expect all of the realistic sports games to be there. But to have one kind of diamond in the rough, if you will, of an Amped or a FIFA Street type thing, I think that'd be really awesome. Yeah. No, I completely agree. But uh, what's your third one? My third one, uh, I don't know if this is unrealistic or realistic or a pipe dream. Probably all of them. Um, so apparently Playground Studios is working on something right now. Say that uh, again? Playground Studios. That's literally my third. It is. So this, do you want me to just kind of, because I did some research about this, do you want me to kind of read what I have here? Sure. Okay. Uh, I don't want to steal your thunder if you have something. Talking about Fable? Okay, so Fable is probably going to be a different developer. It could be... These two could be the same thing. We don't know. Okay. I'm thinking... So Playground Games, I said, reveals their previously unannounced AAA open-world action RPG project. Um, And I think... This is me speaking because I don't think this was from the article that I was reading. It's going to have a similar feel and style to something like Dragon's Dogma or even Capcom's unreleased deep down that was part of the playstation 4 reveal years and years and years ago um and it's almost going to have like a dragon age inquisition levels of scale and polish okay i was thinking they were going with fable for playground could be yeah fable 4 or like a prequel kind of i would love that i would love that because i've never played the fable games and you love the shit out of them yeah and i can get devil horns for like fucking over my neighbors <laughs> you could and definitely like, do that that's what i'm into yeah and like you got a dog, right? Yeah, and the like, second one. Like if you kick one. your dog, you get horns and a tail. No, you don't. You don't. You can't kick your. You dog. can't kick your dog. Good. Yeah. Good. But yeah, no, I, I would love that to actually play a Fable game, for the amount of times you've talked about it on the podcast. Well, certainly, if you get an Xbox One X or whatever line of Xbox Ones you get, yeah. you could play. I think just about any of the Fable games backwards compatibly. See, I, I have a hard time going to like the retro games when something like this could potentially be announced. I agree with you in many ways. However, they remade Xbox, or Xbox they remade Fable 1, the original game, for 360, okay. Fable Anniversary Edition. Um, but I would even say, and again, it's been years since I've gone back to it, so I'm sure someone might correct me uh, if I'm out of line saying this, but going back to Fable 2 or even Fable 3 wouldn't, be difficult it wouldn't be like going back to morrowind to the elder scrolls series you know where it's just like gosh these gameplay mechanics are really primitive nowadays like 
it'd probably still feel really fresh okay going back to something like that and plus fable 2's story is just such a delight is it? it's just yeah it's a fun game just me thinking back nostalgically about that game and my experience playing it again it was more time and place but i think it would still hold up nowadays okay yeah depending on i mean when we get our xboxes mm-hmm. and if they announce it i i'm just that would start getting me excited for potentially getting an xbox is getting a big because halo is going to be on xbox one yeah like Hellblade sounds cool, but it's j- probably not up my alley. It is with you with the sound, but like as another realistic game, Fable was always that weird one that was kind of like the one where you get electricity and you could pick sides. Infamous. Yeah, Infamous. Mm-hmm. Um, except it's more like high fantasy. What's type. up, Sucker Punch? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I- I'd be excited to play that game. Mm-hmm. No, it's a great one. I mean, I. Uh... Is that on your list at all? fable it's in my pipe dreams okay. yeah so i mean i can kind of just maybe kick off the pipe dreams and um and yeah so fable 4 uh would be huge for me i think xbox just so many times has just kicked me when i'm down i feel like when they say like we're bringing fable back fable journey connect edition and i'm like come on and then they're like yeah on your phone with micro yeah and then rare comes back and they're saying like the revival of rare for the 360 connectimals and connect sports and i'm like good god people like you literally couldn't damper my spirits anymore with your game announcements and so i feel like xbox is this is why i have so much hope because i feel like they know that they've disappointed people for so many years at this point that they're going to come out with this conference and just blow people's minds with like you want that here it is you want this we've got that too you know and so i think that's where they're going whether they're going to bring out Fable as, as part of this pipe dream, I don't know. I, I doubt that Peter Molyneux would allow them to do another Kinect-type VR experience. And he would say, like, hey, we're going... The, the guy's a goofy man. But I feel like he would say, hey, no, we're going back to the roots. Fable 4, we're creating... We're going back to Albion, and we're having either a prequel-like experience that you talked about, mm-hmm. or we're going, like, a thousand years in the future, and you have this evil villain you know some generic story or whatever yeah there's always a like a war and like an evil wizard or something like that exactly like i don't really care what lines we have to cross to get there i just want to see a resurgence in a going back to the roots of what fable what made fable so special yeah so that's kind of my first pipe dream okay my first one would be an answer to spyro and crash okay which would be the revival of banjo kazooie hell yeah um, I mean, Spyro and Crash did so well mm-hmm. for Sony. Um, it it almost makes sense, especially with like bringing Banjo to um, Super Smash Bros. Yeah, I mean, you saw the hype around that character, and everyone was freaking out. It would be stupid not to revive that series. And I'm looking now, just because you brought it up. Um, Reunited trilogy um, publisher was obviously Activision. I'm looking for the developer. I'm sure. Uh, toys for Bob. That's right. And it was toys for something. Um, yeah. So if rare would give over the rights to that, because part of my, my announcements or part of my, what is it? Um, I thought, yeah. Okay. So yeah, one of my things we expect to see is what rare is working on. Mm -hmm. But I think if they could outsource a banjo remake to someone like toys for Bob, I mean, look to your point, look how successful, the Spyro and Crash trilogies were. If yeah. they took 
that same gameplay on Real Engine and just translated it to something like Banjo Kazooie, and either they make remake the original game or hell remake both uh, Kazooie and Tui in one package. Yeah, people would lose their minds. I mean, if you you see how crazy people reacted to Demon Souls remake. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a new Banjo-Kazooie. It just has to be an up-res, prettier version with the original soundtrack. And so this gets into, I won't go specifically to that announcement that I'm talking about for one of my pipe dreams, is what if you had someone, I don't know who's on the Microsoft side of things that would make people light up, but you remember my reaction when Shuhei Yoshida came on screen, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Shuhei. Yeah. And he said, like, you know, I've got one announcement that I've been waiting to sh- share with you guys, and I'm super excited about it. And he introduced the Demon Souls remake. Yeah. How crazy would it be, hell, if they got Grant Kirkhope, I'm almost wrecked over here just thinking about it. But if Grant, Kirk- I can only get so wrecked. <laughs> but, like, if Grant Kirkhope comes on screen and starts playing, like, a ukulele or something like that, and he starts playing the Banjo-Kazooie theme and says, like, I've been joshing you guys for, for years that you guys yeah. have been attacking my Twitter feed saying like, hey, are you composing the soundtrack for a new Banjo-Kazooie or a remaster? And obviously every single time he says no, but he says, here it is. And he introduces a Banjo-Kazooie remake and you see, what is it? Spiral Mountain. And you see the Gruntilda layer face in the, the mountain. Oh my gosh. Like, Or he comes on stage with like a ukulele and he starts, he's like, yeah, I've been trying to work on this new song. And then he just like, plays the banjo theme and he's like god why does it sound so familiar and then it like starts playing in the background like behind him as like the trailer starts you just hear the theme oh my and gosh. it opens up into like a remaster he's like oh that that's why it sounds so familiar i guess you guys can hear it again on xbox series x we remade the banjo games that'd be amazing and i think that would cater to so many people it would just bring so many people back to just why rare is so special but then now by association xbox yeah you know now that would be a huge one yeah i guess the, the other one so you had that one as well so i guess the other rare would be perfect dark yeah so my first pipe dream is really just i, I literally say old rare series resurface yeah so i really have three of note banjo kazooie which we talked about perfect dark and Conquer. So Conquer's the little squirrel. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Conquer Live and Reloaded on the Xbox. I, I, I of course, would want to see Banjo-Kazooie over Conquer because of Conquer being a more mature property. It's not going to have that same broad appeal. Yeah. And then Perfect Dark, I, I don't even want to see them take that character, Joanna Dark, in a new direction. I Similarly, selfishly, just remake the original. Yeah. Right? Don't even gamble. Just remake what was already so, no pun intended, perfect right remake that first game the story make it co-op split screen co-op or online co-op yeah have I mean, the amazing multiplayer features online all of the maps returning if they have the rights get some of those golden eye maps like the complex and the facility level yeah and then be able to single player have bots right we even had bots Sims or whatever yeah we even had bots in games since like this is just maybe just my lack of knowledge or ignorance but i feel like we haven't had bots since like nightfire on ps2 yeah, or Battlefront 2. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever that came. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't want to, re- like, risk, if you like that story so much, like, ruining a remake like they did with The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, I think... We love Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, for the episode. most part. Yeah. Um, so, I guess what I was looking at was, like, we haven't had something in that similar genre in such a 
long time. And like I was going back and rewatching some of the perfect dark gameplay. And it definitely reminds me of Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would love to play that with current graphics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a really good one. Yeah, I mean, Rare, the reason why I don't think they're, again, I feel like this is something that they would have to outsource to someone is because of the game that they're, they probably have um, all people working on right now. Should I just get into that? This isn't my Pipe Dream 3. Um, this is something that I kind of expect to see more of. Go ahead. Yeah, so something that um, Dean or Pizza Crust Dude was in my Twitch channel or Twitch chat a couple of days ago when I was, I really had no knowledge of what Microsoft is potentially bringing to the table on Thursday. And he was kind of just shooting out a laundry list of things. And one of them was Everwild, which is the game that Rare is working on. We've seen it before. The best way I can compare this game from a, a graphical perspective is like Journey meets Breath of the Wild, but a gameplay style of something like Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. It's kind of this seemingly open world exploration game where you can kind of interact with wildlife there's probably some kind of crafting type resources, uh, mechanics, and it just looks like a game very focused on exploration and discovery. Yeah, I did see a lot of, or some of the, the cinematics from this. And it looks like just it something beautiful. that really returns to form for Rare from the N64 days where they created just these very vibrant, colorful whimsical stories and just games that you could really lose yourself in. Mm -hmm. Whereas clearly over the past decade, 15 plus years, we haven't had that. It really reminds me of Ori and like the will of the wisps. Yeah. It kind of definitely has Um, some Ori vibes with just like that vibrant kind of environment. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'd be into this, even if they showed gameplay of this, because I think it's only been cinematic so far, right? I think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we've seen gameplay of that. I definitely be game for that. But um, but yeah. So that's kind of what cautions me to make any significant or put any significant coin down on Rare being the developer behind something like Perfect Dark or Banjo because that looks like a game where they have to have all hands on deck. Yeah. Right. Um. But if they do outsource a Banjo or a Perfect Dark to someone like Toys for Bob or they probably have to have some other studio to do the Perfect Dark game. Um. I'd be all about that. But. My last pipe dream is that. Have you said all your pipe dreams? Two more. You have two more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, why don't you share one then? Because I only have one left. Um, I one of them is Dead Rising, redoing that or uh, having a new installation in that series. Say that again. I'm sorry. I was, it's I was distracted. Cool. Just texting a. Your dad call again? No, he didn't. It was <laughs> some friend of mine. Um, Dead Rising. Oh, okay. That's a safe bet for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Getting into that series again. Okay. Um, I never really got into them. Because there's so kind for me, it was kind of janky mechanically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'd be a ton of fun just mowing down zombies like a mindless let's grab a baseball bat out of a store and just beat the shit out of people. Yeah, I, I always loved the, the setup for those games because I'm a huge fan of the I say more recent, but it came out like 15, 16 years ago was uh, Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of a revival of a, a long existing zombie franchise. Uh, but just being in the mall and just breaking into random stores and finding weapons to survive. Yeah. And Dead Rising was basically that movie, the game. Um, you know, Dead Rising 3 came out, I think, for maybe even Dead Rising 4. There's been so many of those games. It was one of the launch games or near launch for Xbox One. But yeah, I think uh, just kind of overhauling and maybe... Like, I like the idea nowadays where... 
when they reboot a series and God of War is a perfect example, they didn't call it God of War 4. They just called it God of War because they're going in a new direction with the series. And I would like to see something similar with Dead Rising or Fable where it's just called Fable. Or Dead Island. Or Dead Rising or Dead Island or whatever it is. Like I think it's a cool way to kind of rebrand and reestablish the franchise. Yeah. No, I definitely like that. Um, It's a lighthearted version of like The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. That kind of zombie yeah. Gameplay. Yeah, I agree. Which I'd be more into because I'm not like yelling fuck all the time because I'm terrified. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what is your last one? My last one is something that I think would be the mic drop game for them. And I think it would kind of mirror three years ago at E3 when Nintendo revealed that Metroid Prime 4 was in development. Now, granted, it's been in, it's been in like almost development hell for seemingly years since we haven't seen much of it since, if anything. But I think what they're going to end up doing um, is have, similar to that trailer, it's going to be like 30 or 45 seconds. It's going to be an extended, dramatic zoom out to what ends up being the title. And it's going to be kind of faded lettering. You're going to see sembl- or like a resemblance of some kind of Star Wars theme. And then a red lightsaber is going to ignite. Again, this is just Rusty's dreams. A red lightsaber would ignite to reveal Knights of the Old Republic. That'd be awesome. And EA and Bioware are obviously teaming up again to not go in a Mass Effect direction, although I, lo- I would love that, but to make an Xbox potentially exclusive Knights of the Old Republic. New or remake? See, that's what, where I kind of was tinkering with what I was thinking last night as I was, I was sipping on my gin and tonic and going way too crazy with my um, predictions. But I'm thinking, like, what if they have Knights of the Old Republic and it's kind of ambiguous as to... Is it like a God of War where they're just kind of rebranding it and it's an entirely new game and they're just deeming it Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah. Or is it going to be Knights of the Old Republic and everyone's like, oh my gosh, they're remaking the original. And then you see like this slash of a lightsaber to read Knights of the Old Republic 3. Hmm. And then two, then, then it begs the question too, is there a subtitle to say like The Rise of Darth Sidious or something like that? Or... Darth... Darsidious is way after. You could do like, um, what is it, Scion, um, Nihilist. Oh, yeah, because that's like, what, thousands of years before the events yeah. of, yeah. A couple a couple thousand. I think it is like a thousand years. Okay. Um, um, you could either do the Sith Wars, the Mandalorian War. That's not Old Republic. But, like, you could do the Sith Wars, like the start on, oh, God, what, it starts with an M, I'm pretty sure. Morb, Korriban? You could do, like, Korriban. And then, like, the Sith home planet. And you could have, like, the original Sith people with, like, who are just basically a red race and start the beginning of, like, lightsabers and, like, the beginning of the Sith. It'd be amazing. That would be awesome. Because think of how much action there is. Anything resembling Knights of the Republic, whatever direction they end up taking, I think is a win. Would just be so cool. Would you want it to be turn-based, like the old ones? Or would you want... um, more similar to what was the most recent Star Wars game that came out? Um, um, Fallen Order? Yeah. I think what they would potentially end up doing that I would appreciate is kind of taking the Final Fantasy VII remake um, okay, like a mixture direction where it's more strategic. Like you can't just button mash, um, but it also is a more real-time action RPG. Okay. Would you want it closer? Would you want Force Unleashed Elements? Sure. I mean, yeah, get creative with it. Like, I'm not, I don't have some strict idea as to what it would look like and how oh, it would okay. play. Uh, I think it would certainly... 
obviously whatever direction that, that strays from the original two games is going to frustrate people. Similar to how Final Fantasy VII Remake frustrated a certain player base where it yep. was like, hey, I, I miss the old school turn-based. You've really made this to be like a Kingdom Hearts game. Well, they could do what they did on that as well and give you the option to do purely turn-based and then or pure like this mixture of the two. Yeah, if you can toggle that, that'd be even yeah. better. You know, I, I mean, that's a significant development time, I would think, to basically make two different games. But yeah. I'm I'm there for it. I think it'd be amazing. But um I think Knights of the Republic, again, you wouldn't even need to show us gameplay. You would just need to show us the title and that would be like the the final tipping point for people to just go nuts. They could, yeah, I think a title and a mask, that would blow people's minds. Yeah, so almost like, Va- it wouldn't be Vader, but you know what I'm saying, I'm going to use him as the example, or Nihilus, I'll use Nihilus as the example. It says KOTOR 3, or just Knights of the Republic, and you have a mask in the background of the lettering. Yeah. Right? That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm sold on that one. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit different, because I wasn't thinking Knights of the Old Republic. Um. I was thinking Elden Ring. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's about time we see more of that. Yeah. So I think it was, was it a year ago at EA? E3, um, you mean? Or E3. Yeah. Um, they released that initial trailer under the Microsoft kind of show. Um, so it only makes sense that at this, they would show an actual gameplay trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so from what I was hearing, I don't know if these leaks are 100% accurate, but there's basically going to be like, it's going to be more or less open world in quotes and there's going to be like five main kingdoms and like you slowly take over these kingdoms or like rid them of their current rule it's, it's going to be really interesting but i'd love to see a gameplay trailer and that would be a mic drop for me or if you do this mic drop and then do knights of the old republic yeah that would be a crazy like one two punch yeah insane and then say hey price of the new console release date and then it's basically up to you now sony and then everyone's picking up their jaws off the floor yeah and i I, yeah i'd agree with what you said earlier quality over quantity yeah because i mean you you could literally show something like halo fable amped a couple of these things like hellblade flight simulator battletoads ever wild were some of the ones that i think we expect to see and then a kotor and um elden ring yeah and people would lose their minds you don't need 25 games yeah. show us 8 to 12 and then drop the mic and leave god that'd be so good now i'm actually excited for this yeah next the older public would be freaking amazing now i'm gonna be disappointed <laughs> well that's the that, that's the hard thing that, about exactly you know you hype yourself up you think about in a fantasy world setting like what would what would you ideally like to see what's going to completely cater to your wants and desires and inevitably there's things that aren't going to be shown i think somewhat selfishly or i don't even know what the best word to describe it would be when i went into the sony thing like the four things i wanted to see were um for uh horizon 2 i wanted to see demon souls remake i wanted to see more 3d platformers and i wanted to see either silent hill or resident evil 8 i got everything i wanted yeah, you got like seven platforms. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. So if I get 50, 25% of what I've talked about today, like... Dude, I mean, you'd win me over if you just show me an Elden Ring. Like, I'll, I'll probably not get it on an Xbox Series X because it'll be across the board for every platform. Yeah. I, I don't think FromSoft 
I mean, we had Bloodborne, which was Sony exclusive, but I doubt after the success of Sekiro, just broadening like game of the year, that they're going to limit themselves purely to Xbox. I don't think they would. Um, so, yeah. I mean, show me that. I'll call your conference a win. Yeah, no doubt. Um, well, yeah. That, that's really all I have. Um, you know, I talked about the things we expect to see. We expect to see Halo Infinite, Hellblade 2, Sinua's Saga, Flight Simulator, and it's 10 discs that go along with it. Um, updates on Grounded, which is Obsidian Entertainment's new game. Battletoads, I don't even know what's going on with that game anymore, but I think it's still a thing. And then Everwild, which I briefly touched on. They have the potential to really have an amazing conference. Something that will go down just as the Sony one did, where it's like, man, that was like the battle of the bands of battle, like to end battle of the bands, yeah. right? Like nothing could have rivaled the head-to-head clash between Microsoft and Sony and the hell of a year that was 2020. Right, two conferences that just blew anything out of the water from E3 that we'd previously seen before. Well, and I think Microsoft at least now understands the caliber or the expectation, mm-hmm. um, and I expect they're going to up the quality of even their transition slides, the way that they present their people, um, opposed to. I mean, like the. I think it was because it was so early on in the pandemic where we're like. Oh, a funny Zoom background. We're like, we're all used to this. Oh, that's cute. But like now looking back, it was like, that was cringy as hell. Yeah. And I don't need anything live. It should just be all pre-recorded, professionally done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if you have to come into the Microsoft studio to record yourself. Like, put on a mask. Slick backgrounds, know. great audio quality. Yeah. Smooth transitions. I and mean, don't waste time on things that people are going to start checking Instagram and Twitter during the conference. It needs to be like, boom, 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 quick clips. Let's get out of there. Yeah, I mean, like, half the... I mean, not half, but, like, the fascination on even the transition between games on the Sony, where they went through the four main button shapes. Oh, yeah. And, like, the amount of rendering time to do, like, even the transitions for that 45-minute conference... It's insane. And the like, amount of money, weeks. Yeah, the amount of money that they pumped into the programming or whatever graphic design person was putting that together is insane. Yeah, and I, I think Microsoft will have learned their lesson from Sony just shitting on them at the last conference, and they'll come back and be like, "Okay, they're going to have to do a mic drop, give us some new information that we don't have, and then say." Balls in your court, Sony. Yeah, I mean, what we thought after the Sony conference was a checkmate to Microsoft. They're going to be like, actually, we had a rook you didn't see. Yeah. And now it's it's check to you, you know? Not that this is some crazy chess match, but it is, it's fun to see the battle, right? Yeah. I mean, it's fun to see how each one's going back and forth of like, oh, yeah, you got that. Well, we got this. And so I guess inevitable, or the question, or we it begs the question now, Ryan, like, what is Sony's response to this? And how quickly did they come back and say like, hey, we didn't show you everything we had to offer. Here's the final thing we have leading into this launch of the console. Do you think they have anything beyond the price and launch date? See, I don't know if we necessarily need another conference or another, I mean... It, Just a Twitter think, announcement from yeah, Sony to say, like, or hey... Or it's like over... I think what they did could be considered overkill if they do it a second time. I agree, yeah. Um, and they don't. we don't need another 10 games because at least the 27 or whatever they showed us was insane it was enough food for us for at least another year and a half yeah like we, we have so much at this point and they're not gonna 
I mean, it's we're not going to get updates on like here's Horizon like gameplay because it's still cinematic. Like we don't need updates to the trailers that we've already seen. Um, I would say it's probably going to be something small. Mm-hmm. Um, they went all in and released their finale. They're going to be like, hey, just so you know, here's I mean, maybe starting lineup. Here's what's re- like console release date. Here's our price, and here's what you can get. And maybe show their version of like a like a mapped out like say like similar to the Xbox with the Halo or Master Chief on their console. Mm-hmm. Whatever that's going to look like yeah. for the PS5. Yeah, my thought is we'll probably get a 25 minute state of play middle late August or early September that just again kind of as a montage of what we already saw in the conference so we already saw Horizon Ratchet and Clank Gran Turismo all of these things Miles Morales and it's going to really clearly outline what's launching with the console which yeah. is probably Ratchet and Clank Ratchet and Clank Gran Turismo handful of sports games maybe a shooter or two Assassin's Creed whatever it ends up being and then they'll reveal the price which i think for me I think the physical console is going to be five ninety nine, and I think the discless console will be four ninety nine. Okay. So that's kind of how they'll end the conference, saying like November, whatever the date is, get the console five ninety nine or the discless for four ninety nine, and that's kind of how they'll they'll kind of cap that little twenty five minute state of play. Is my guess. Yeah, I that seems so expensive. Oh, it is. It's very steep. Yeah. I mean, I'm not buying in for probably probably a year at least. Yeah. I mean, I could also see it being 400, 500, but yeah, realistically, 600. Just how how big that console is and how thick it is. They're yeah, how, but I mean, what is it? Moore's Law, that like, heart, or the number of widgets per space like triples every six months or whatever it is. So, like, the amount of computing power exponentially grows. Like, I don't know if that helps lower the price any. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to fork over six hundred dollars. Yeah, I absolutely for either don't. console. Yeah, like I think it, Xbox like, is going to come sooner and cheaper. Is my guess. I think so too. Yeah. Um, and then that's not saying that they have in like vastly inferior stuff. It's they have to have some draw because I don't unless they drop some of our pipe dreams mm-hmm. or like. Yeah, Sony has a better lineup right now, or yeah. at least a better catalog of exclusives that they, we know are in the line or in the works. Yeah. Um, so price is the only other draw. Um, releasing it a couple weeks earlier isn't going to be really just wait another two weeks. It's not going to be a make or break yeah, it's, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Sony's going to come back with much because they already did what they had to do. Yeah. Um, if Microsoft goes over the top and drops just bombs after bomb, bombs in a good way, not like they're bombing. If they just drop these huge titles and like mind blowing stuff, maybe Sony will have to come back with yeah. some like guns blazing. But I think that it's going to probably be on par with the Sony event, and then we'll just kind of ease into the holiday season. Yeah, no, I think that's a yeah. fair bet. Um. That's all I got. My computer is like getting ready to take off right now. It sounds like yeah. it's going to explode. So I think we probably should uh, wrap this episode up so you yeah. can get back to Nala. Yeah, let her out. 
Well, we want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Otaku Brothers, episode 86. Again, we're nearing episode 100, and we will eventually be having more updates about what Ryan and I plan to bring to the table when that episode goes live on Twitch. Again, we will be making sure everyone knows when we will be recording that so you can mark your calendars. But certainly following this discussion about the Microsoft Games Conference, if you happen to listen to this episode before July 23rd, get in the Discord. Again, the link is in the show notes below. Ryan and I would love to hear your pipe dream predictions, what you expect to see, what you're cautiously optimistic about, or what you're, I guess, concerned about with Microsoft for this next generation. We would love to hear it. Again, if you also want to write into the show and ask us questions, otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com is where you can do that. Again, as Ryan and I continue to say, anything that makes the show better, we're all about it. And if you have any suggestions for topics, we would also love to hear those. But Ryan, as I always have to on every episode of the podcast, any parting words for our listeners? I just have a good week. Um, Jump into everyone's Twitch streams. Um, They're a good time. They are a good time. And, I'll be going uh, live with God of War tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to say, stay tuned for Rusty's God of War experience. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Boy. Exactly. I'm looking forward to playing it. But um, we'll see you next week to debrief the Xbox Game Showcase. See you. See you.